0: Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 Podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, God, as you oh, say. I like that. Oh, I like that one yeah, too. That was <laughs> mine. that
2: was mine. <laughs>
0: It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50 like us. So, thank you to the very thoughtful Erin Taylor who answered Yay, our call. Yay, <laughs> Erin! Who we've never met, but we love you, Erin. She answered our calling by sending in a review on Facebook. Is that right, Trish? Was yeah, that on Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. Okay. Okay, I know. We're All not right.
2: very good at Facebook. No, and we're not. I so, stumbled across it. And I was
0: very grateful. Yeah, sorry, everyone. We're not great on Facebook. Anyway, we're much better on Instagram. Just I'll give you the heads up. So she says, Hi, Mel and Trish. You said you wanted feedback on your podcast, so here's mine. I've been listening to your podcast for a while and listen to them when I'm on the bus going to work and have to say your chats and the guests you talk to make for an interesting ride to work in more ways than one. So I like the sense of humor you both add to the subjects that us ladies in the Don't Give a 50 Club can tend to take too seriously. So that's that's nice, yeah. isn't it? It is. And mm. it's true. And, and we're guilty of taking them too seriously oh, fully. at times. Yeah, yeah, fully. Your views certainly lighten the load and make me giggle. Your chat with Tanya Dalton resonated with me because so much of what was discussed I've thought of myself and struggled with and I know many of my friends do as well. So it was a real eye-opener and I'm taking a Don't Give a 50 view to more things from now on, which is completely awesome. So thank you, Erin. Yes. And that was a great chat with Tanya. Yes, yeah It was, absolutely. It was a really strong episode. And
2: Erin, we are trying to take that same Don't Give a 50 approach as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So Trish...
0: We've got a great guest with us today. We have a lovely mm. guest with us mm. today. In the studio, so we are super 50 and excited about that. We do. We love giving our guests a big hug. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so if ever you're coming on and you're not a of person, just get just prepared because we really don't give you much of an option. Yeah. We just dive on in. We
0: will ambush you, <laughs> crash tackle you and hug you, yeah. which is what we did to the gorgeous Louise Wheeler who is sitting opposite us in our tiny little shoebox studio
2: she is. She right is. now.
0: And she's here to talk to us. I'm going to hand over to you, Trish, because this yes. is so your territory at the moment, oh, my darling it girl. It's my
2: territory at it the really moment. Is. So, yep. Louise, the beautiful Louise Wheeler, is from Five Good Friends, and she is the, what's your title there, Louise?
3: Head of Customer Experience. Head of Customer <laughs>
2: Experience. So, what I wanted to talk to Louise. Today, as we journey through midlife, if we're fortunate enough to have our beautiful parents still with us, or yeah. el- 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 relatively, <laughs> elderly relatives and friends, mm. the hard truth is that they're also going through a huge transition of. in their life. Absolutely. Very confronting changes mm. and deciding, or not even ha- deciding for them, yep. like, you know, how they can live, how they want to live, yep. and realistically, what is an option for them. Mm.
0: And um, I haven't a clue. So I'm all ears with this yeah, one because I yeah. know sort of secondhand what you've been
2: dealing with yeah. with your mum. Yeah. But I'm really um, keen to hear. So we've what often the list heard of say. midlife referred to as the sandwich generation, not only looking after the young, mm-hmm. but also. Caring for the elderly. We're very so busy.
0: We're busy. Busy ladies. This
2: can often involve helping or indeed organising the facilitation of transitioning our aging parents. Yeah. Helping them move, yeah. downsize their living arrangements, or trying to organise care for them in their own home. Mm. Now the when to, the how to. Mm. Of this very awkward time because it's almost like a parent-child role reversal. Yeah. So it can get extremely emotional, extremely confronting and confusing mm. for all involved. Mm. And, you know, us kids, we want to make sure the parents are safe and being cared for. And then the parents want to live with independence and dignity. Like of they're not children. Of so course, yeah. it's really quite tricky. And, you know, <clears> even though everyone's intentions are coming from a loving place, it can be tricky to navigate without feelings being hurt. So it's, you know, and, and, you know, for the parents and for the kids, everyone's Mm. kind of, you know, considerate of what you're doing for them and grateful, but they also want the independence. And you're trying to help them, but you're also trying to realise that these are adults, humans who have led their life. Like, oh, I know, I, I know, and it wasn't
0: you? it wasn't that long ago that they were our age. Yeah, really. So exactly. But I don't worry, see, I've
2: done those sometimes. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I do them regularly.
0: But I find that you become, as your parents age, you become quite protective of them. Okay. So you spent this whole time in your life where your parents are protective of you because you know they are caring for you and raising you. You know, and even when you're an adult. But then the tables start to turn, okay. and I can see now the protective nature of my brothers and I on my parents who are in their 80s, it changes. It shifts. Yeah. Like it it They are dependent circle, it? It on us now. Mm. So,
2: there's, you know, and there's government support, but yep. that isn't yep. always easily understood and navigated. I've got no so idea. I've recently I'm, found mm, out about that. Mm. But that's what we're hoping, Louise, will be able to shed some light on for us today. Like how can we help these people that we love? live engaged and successful lives and kind of, I don't know, successful, but keep their dignity and how they want to live. That's an important point. Yeah. Mm. It's it's just tricky to navigate. And one of the big things that I found is by the time they need help, you don't understand how long it takes to get the help. So I want everyone today to get a heads up to go hang on Mm. this is a long process Mm -hmm. so you've got to start planning early okay all right I'll be fascinated Louise I'll be fascinated to hear what you've got to say yeah So, Louise, Mm -hmm. so many seniors want to stay in their home as they age, and I get that. As stubborn Mm -hmm. as they may be, and as much as you are, like the kids and their family are worried about their health and safety, I also understand why it's a great option. I mean, who doesn't love the consistency and comfort of being in your own home? Like, I even love that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're they're a generation that is resistant to change. They love their stuff because they came through that kind of depression era are where it was scarcity. So they love mm-hmm. to cling on to their belongings. Especially your mum. <laughs> Just saying. Just I'll put saying. put it out there that Blondie well does, does love. love a a she does love a collector. <laughs> tr- she does love a trinket. She does
0: too. <laughs> and my mum is the opposite. She's a minimalist.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mum always comes to and I say, how come you don't have much stuff? Yeah. Like, no yeah. idea. <laughs> so, and I can imagine, like, being in their own environment will alleviate fear Mm. It can instil a sense of confidence and independence. And, you know, when you have that, you you do get that self-worth and well-being. Yeah. Like I can, you know, I hear the stories of people who move into aged care facilities and love it, you know, the resort style ones. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to do that with mum a few years ago and she's like, no, I'm not ready yet. So it's almost like she completely missed that step because then her health deteriorated. Yeah. So now yeah. she's beyond that. Yep. So, and you know, for some there's government help, for some there's not. But yeah, you know, I just, I really want to get people aware of the timeframes involved, and you know, how do we identify when we need to start the ball rolling, and where do people start? Okay. An easy one. Nice <laughs> oh, easy A one to start of off with. A lot of questions
3: in there. Yeah, 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 there was. Sorry. <laughs> well, firstly, I tend to you waffle on put it all into the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be here. Oh, it's um,
2: awesome. Um, I've probably answered half of your questions oh, with you know, my waffle. No,
3: no, I think there's so many to be answered. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm very fortunate to work in this industry. I've only been in there for a couple of years. not even a couple of years actually. Mm. So, um, having going through this period of my life as well, I'm very similar to you. And my parents are aging, and I've actually just started an assessment with my my mum and my dad. So I'm starting to um, understand you know, that side from a personal perspective. Mm -hmm. But I would have had absolutely no idea how to tackle this if I hadn't worked in this
2: industry. And Can I mm -hmm. just ask your assessment with your mum and dad, do you think working in this industry, you've started sooner than you would have not?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's that's probably one of the key things out of this is, you know, when do you start? And I think people start too late. And I think... It's typically when mm-hmm. something really goes wrong rather than, you know, I'm getting older, let's start to plan for me and plan for, you know, what the future looks like. You know, let's get a growing old plan. I know that sounds really strange but it's so important for yeah. individuals to mm. to actually have that in place because yep. what happens is situations happen Yeah. and maybe cognitive ability declines and then the individual that this is impacting doesn't have a decision for themselves as to what they want to do. So it's really important that part of this process is very early on when there is actually the ability to talk about it and actually start to plan what you want your future to look like as And you grow that is old. so mm. true because
2: I remember saying to mum, you know, she was like, I'm not ready for this stage. And I said, I get that. But if you start planning now or make some decisions now, then you will have choices yeah. because life can change on a dime. in an instant yeah. on a on dime. dime and then you the choice is taken away because yeah. availability isn't great with mm. providers and carers and, Absolutely. All, you know, it's establishments to care for them so <laughs> there you know, you might not get into the one that you would love to close to family or friends or... Cool. Yep. So that's a tricky timeline you're talking
0: about Louise because you are saying that for most people they'll start the planning process when something goes wrong but you're suggesting that that needs to be done way before that.
3: Absolutely. So and-
0: roughly 70. So if you're if your parents are in good health, mm-hmm. So in their 70s, that's when you open up the conversation. Absolutely. That, okay.
3: Yeah, I think, well, obviously, there's a couple of different things. So you can start the conversation whenever, really. Right. But it's not an easy conversation. They don't want to admit that, right? They mm. they want to, as you said mm. earlier, they, they're wanting that independence. I so mean, they, who welcomes know,
2: an intervention, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no one really. But, mm.
3: You know, so it's really important that you handle that conversation delicately because sometimes... It can go really badly. And I think, mm. you know, using my parents as an example, my dad's much more open than my mum. And yep. my mum cancelled her assessment.
2: Right. Yes. You know, so mm. you get
3: you get Two schools here, so you get the one that's you know really happy to to embrace getting older and wants that help and support around them, and then you get the other side that wants absolutely no help. I'm perfectly fine. I'm really stoic and
2: yes, you know, there's there's and all that. And that's the generation we're dealing with. incredibly mm, stoic, as absolutely. Well. So mm. yeah,
3: having the conversation early and really just going softly, softly, and making sure mm-hmm. that when you do have a conversation with them, it's not at the dinner table with. Or the oh. grandkids <laughs> and the noise is, you know, you, yeah. you need to make sure that it's a private conversation because for them mm. a lot of the information that you will probably talk about and hopefully you can obtain from them is quite personal for them. Even though they're family, they don't necessarily mm. want the grandkids to hear about how they're personally going. So, yeah. you know, it's really important that you have a situation that's private, confidential, and you mm. treat them with the, the respect that they've actually deserve as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. once you're starting to have that conversation, then it's a matter of making sure that they register with My Aged Care and then apply to have an assessment, which would be, you know, that typically they would be the things that you would want to do right at the beginning. too.
2: So right. My Aged Care, that mm-hmm. is the government
3: website correct? Absolutely. So My Aged Care is basically the governing body from the from Australian government that actually are the ones that determine funding eligibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you register with My Aged Care and they're the ones that then facilitate the assessors to come out and do those assessments. Mm-hmm. So, um, So when they're assessing, mm-hmm. what are they assessing for? So there's two types of assessments mm-hmm. actually. So there's a low level assessment and then maybe something which is a bit more complex. So your mum went through an ACAT assessment which yeah. is much more complex and there's also a RAS assessment which is much more low level. And then associated
2: with those are two different types of funding actually. Okay. So it, so when mum initially went through her ACAT assessment she got all of these referral numbers for I think it's Commonwealth support. Commonwealth home support program. Home support program. Correct. So what happened is we thought, oh excellent, I'm going to get all this home support, it's going to be brilliant. So we got the letter saying, yes, you've been assessed, you're eligible for Commonwealth home support. And I was thinking, okay, brilliant. Mm. And then what I didn't realize is that we then have to contact all of the individual providers. So she had it for cleaning, home care, correct. Uh, OT, physio, mm. whatever. But you have to contact everyone, everyone. to see if they have avail- availability.
3: Yeah, and that is the big and difference, I guess, between the two Home packages, Support and yeah. Home
2: Care packages. So there's... So our experience, which she was based on the Sunshine Coast, I called and called and called and called, and there was no availability and no wait lists. So you just have to keep calling. Mm. Which is... And, and for people who are already day. in their <laughs> 70s, that's hard and if you're working and got a family as well that's hard it yeah. is yeah. really
3: really hard and it's that experience
2: is so common
3: I went exactly the same thing with my dad and currently no no support you mm. know he's fortunately okay but you know just needs someone to help him with the Boeing forget that like there is no one available in the yeah. market so um and yeah so that's where Commonwealth home support is really limited so it's yeah as you said you get a referral code for one specific service and you get a list of providers in your area and you just have to call and hope for the best.
2: And it's not necessarily free. It's just at a lower rate sometimes. Or like the maintenance guy, he would come and do maintenance because that was the only thing she could get, but you still had to pay for the parts or whatnot. Absolutely. So
3: yeah, that one's not income tested. So it's basically just services that are provided by the Mm. government. Which, Is fantastic if you
2: can get the... If you can get If you can get it.
3: And one of the other reasons I think, and this is a really important point, the government Mm -hmm. is actually going through a complete reform of in-home care and the packages that they have in place today. Mm -hmm. So come July 2024, it's all going to be changing. So Commonwealth Home Support Program and home care packages will basically... Are pretty much going to be amalgamated, to be honest. And there's going that to be one sense program. To me. Yeah, right. That, That's
0: going to be a lot which simpler, which will be much
3: easier for everybody. Okay. So the great thing with home care packages is, to, once you get your assessment. So we've, we sort of skipped on the assessment part. So we've got the yeah. two assessments, and mm. and obviously they do a much more comprehensive assessment
2: so when can you I get a home go care back package. And can yeah. you explain to people what happens <laughs> during an assessment? Because I think people need to know. Yeah, um, absolutely.
3: So. You usually get notice of when you get your actual assessment, you know, you need to prepare for that. So you need to make sure that you've got with you everything from medical records, thinking about what it is that you want to... Achieve. So, talking a little bit about mm. your goals and and things for where you want to live into the future. So, if you've already had a bit of a book plan <laughs> when you were, it's all right. We bump the microphones <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, if you've already had that conversation, then hopefully you've already yes. got a lot of this information. So you, it's that. It's basically talking through that. So then they start going through, you know, how you are, your mobility you know, where you want to. Where you need help. Where you need help, yeah. you know, everything. What, what actually is it that you want to achieve in the home that you can't do? Where can you drive? Can you, you know, all yeah, those can types you call, of things. So yeah. it's, not, it's not a physical medical assessment at no. all. Um, but obviously they are observing and yeah. they are they are looking and then they make these assessments and determinations about and what so type of funding this, you need. Mm-hmm. This
2: is what I find or what I found very tricky. And I now, knowing what I know about the system and how it works and also understanding my mum's mindset and point of view, when we had that first ACAT assessment, I think in her mind, and I think it's good for the families to know this, to go in and support it together... When the assessment person was asking her questions about her health and this and that and, you know, she got very stoic and, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can still drive Mm. myself and, yes, I can do that. And it was and she could do those things but she did need help. Mm. But because she was answering from a, like, I'm not getting old, you're not taking me out of my home kind of independence point of view, then she didn't get the help she needed because mm. she was telling them she was all right because right. she didn't want to be shifted on, so to speak. So I think that people need to understand that it, it's not a it's judgment. Res- they can't come in resistance. and take you out of your home. That's right. They're not going to take mm. your driver's licence no, away. And they're I think there to help you. That's, yeah, that's and the that's immediate exactly they immediately take my licence yeah. away. It's all connected. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> they're going to tell somebody it's all connected. Yeah. There'll be a mark next yeah, time I right. go in. The yeah. Australian government's going to come and knock on yeah. your door. Oh, yeah. So true. Yeah, it doesn't know? there is that mm. mindset. Yeah, so unfortunately. so I think it's important that people know to like even coach them beforehand and let them know that this is to help them get services. So that's right. It's not a judgment of how yeah. well they are ageing or, you know, how independent they are or how yeah. clever they, they are. Give I a, think mum may have even said, oh, I can still touch my toes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she probably can. She
0: can but yeah. I, it must be frightening too for them to feel so this a, a loss of control. Absolutely. So their whole lives they've had control over their lives and now that things are deteriorating their children are starting to step in or other family members and these strangers are sitting in front of them doing these assessments and it's like "Oh, hang on a moment. Yeah. I what don't happens? have control over my own life and yeah. that must be
3: really frightening yeah.
0: experience for yeah. elderly and people and, and
3: probably degrading in some respects maybe. 100% They're feeling like I've gone I've know, contributed
0: all my life you know yeah, like yeah. worked and raised families and you know paid taxes and whatever I've made my country contributions I've done the right thing I've always mm. done the right thing and yeah. now this is how I get paid back
2: and also that prioritization of which can go down to your personality type or oh yeah and your what your values are the most like my mum is really creative and yeah. loves doing creative tasks and stuff. So that would probably be ahead of housework for her. So yet if she comes in and someone's going to go, no, you've got to have your house tidy and, and that can wait. She's like, well, no, I don't oh, want to do yeah. it that way. So mm.
1: you know, and that's I know, a good point. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. It's, it's
2: just everyone's values are different and yeah, and how they should or want to live their lives to mm. their values and what's important to them needs to be considered, considered. as well. Mm. And I think that they feel threatened. Yeah. And I know that that's happened with mum because, I, mm-hmm. you know, she has some stuff in the house that I really want her to declutter. Not because I don't want her to have stuff, because I don't want her to look around the house and see jobs to do or I know that she's really naughty and she will try and move boxes and move bags Absolutely. and hurt herself. And that's always mm-hmm. the, And she's got the, stairs. The challenge, so, like you're looking at yeah. it
3: from I want them to be enjoying life Make things easier, yeah. downsize, yes. and they're like, I don't want to leave my family home, which is five bedrooms, ten bathrooms. You know, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Yeah, and you think, a loft
2: full of costumes. Yeah, a absolutely. cupboard full of sewing stuff in yeah. case somebody needs a costume.
3: Yeah, and so it's really it's really hard to balance. Yeah, yeah. Louise, well, is that
0: part of the assessment process? What Trish was saying before, do they try and individualise it in the terms of you know people's hobbies and their the things Mm -hmm. that are important to them, do they try and take that into account during this assessment process? So during
3: the assessment, they obviously talk through who they are, what they're, you know, who they've been, you know, Mm. their life story and Mm. and all of that, which is really critical for them. And so so that is taken into point. But the assessment isn't about creating a very specific help plan for individuals. It does give them a guideline as to where Mm. they might need help or... And then once they get to a point of selecting a provider and that's once you've got your funding your provider really is there to build this out in a lot more detail. So then Mm -hmm. we can actually start to find the right people to support you day to day. So, yes, it's part of the assessment and it's the starting point, but the level of detail is probably once you get to your provider. I know with mum they
2: went through a lot of... And they were really lovely and there was a lot of kind of mental health-related questions, Mm -hmm. but Mm. were, what do you like to do? Mm. If you could get out what would you like to do? Mm. Do you like to play sport or, you know, that mum likes to do water aerobics but you can't get there? And, mm. you know, so they were really considerate of those type of things. Mm. It was, you know, about socialisation and, you know, do you get to see people and, and all of yeah. those sorts of things. which that's, is, which that's is really important, important. That, Absolutely, yeah. Which, yeah. Is,
3: which are key, key critical items of what you can use within your home care package. So they're just trying to assess yeah, right. all these things that you actually like to do if you want to continue to do them how much funding would you actually need to be able to do this? And that's what the assessment is all about. So mm. then once you've actually gone through the assessment... Yeah, what's the next? Um, what happens then? So, you know, obviously we're talking home care package, so ACAT assessment.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Once you have that, usually within a couple of weeks you will get notification um, if you've been approved for a home care package. Now, approved is the important word here mm. because it doesn't mean you get access to the funds immediately. No. Which is is probably the big misconception out there as soon Mm -hmm. as, as soon as, oh, great, we're approved, you could then be waiting 12 to 18 months to actually get this funding. And that is you just basically go onto a national wait list, basically, Mm -hmm. for everybody else that has actually been approved. Yeah. um, And then you get assigned your package at some point. Wow. And, yes. Obviously, in situations, there's emergencies and that
2: might be brought mm, forward and you can jump that queue. Yeah. But it's a very long queue. So when mum got assessed and she got the um, Commonwealth Support Package and then we couldn't get any of the providers, then she got diagnosed with Parkinson's and then her health started to deteriorate probably fairly rapidly. Mm -hmm. So that's when we had to say, reach out to My Aged Care and the ACAT team and say, mum's been assessed, she has these referral codes now this has happened, we need to get her reassessed because that's not being helping her. Yeah, and, and her needs have changed. And her Absolutely. needs have changed. Yeah. So we were really lucky. But it did take a lot of persistence and I did get some advice and help on that. But she was reassessed and she was ordered an emergency package and it was a good package, like mm-hmm. a level four, which gets her a lot of support. So that... Took, I think we got the referral letter in two weeks and then we've just had the the. But now does she have to wait? Like no, 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 no because she was an emergency. Okay. Oh, she's jumped yeah, the queue. Yeah, she's jumped the queue. But okay. that doesn't always happen. No. And from my knowledge, there's only X amount of those per month That's great. available. That's correct. And
3: we don't really know how many there are. Yeah. They don't, they don't really tell us. We know from a package release, like you hear the government say, oh, we've got X amount of funding and mm. we're going to release 40,000 <clears> packages in the year. So we know that there's packages around but we don't know when they're going to be released. We don't know what levels they are and uh, so it's yeah. really it's really difficult and so it's great that in, you know, your mum's circumstances you are able so to fortunate. get that because, yeah, that doesn't happen. Like as I said, waiting mm. times for packages can be anywhere from 12 to 18 months if they're not urgent and critical. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is a really, really long waiting process and, You know, sometimes they will, in the interim, provide, you know, other types of packages.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the
1: opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to
2: deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
1: So,
3: so, maybe you're waiting on a level four, mm-hmm. but they'll give you a level two while you're waiting for the level right. four. So, they so might. You're not, yes. Does. So, yeah. So, you're not absolutely got nothing, mm. but at least you have something in the interim. And mm. obviously, they will also do Commonwealth Home Support as well. So, if you can if find you, If you can find someone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's always the yeah. challenge. So, yeah, it's, it's a really long game. And then, mm. you know, once you officially get. Your package. You then have fifty-six days maximum to to find find a a provider. provider. You have to do that. Get signed up. So hopefully, by the you know, you're smart enough and you're utilising the time that you are actually approved. Sorry not assigned, I always get confused between yeah. the two, <laughs> approved and in that period of time you're actually doing your research and you're actually trying to find the provider that you want to use once that package comes
2: in. Because mm. that is a nightmare all on its own. So mm-hmm. you get that and that, okay, so how many providers are there? Yeah, that's what that was I a, like, what I was Depending discussed. in every area. is yes. who are they? I think of the <laughs> who <side are> <laughs> Coast, well, five good friends. It's one of there's them. There's thousands. But there's thousands. Yeah. And then you can compare them on My Aged Care. They have got That's right, they facility. have a website
3: where you can actually compare. You know, again, it's quite localised in terms of not every provider will come up for every instance. Yes. So, yeah, it is, but it's a great tool, I guess. It, it, it's a good starting point, it gives you something. Obviously, recommendations is a great way to go I think yes Mm. you you know Mm. you can you can never go well you can still go wrong with the recommendation but typically it's a much better way of uh, finding a provider you know and there is just a lot of research that has to go
2: into it unfortunately Mm. and but I think which once again falls back on that support network because for a a Mm. 79 year old lady that is really overwhelming absolutely even for you know someone I'm Obviously, in my fifties, and it was still overwhelming yeah, because you and know it's time and yeah, mm. the, the, the fees and and, and they're all different and managing the expectations because you talk about the levels and you have providers going okay yeah well when your package comes through you'll be able to get this and you can get a new chair and you can get <laughs> we can put in we can renovate the bathroom and we can do this and we can, you can't. It's not you that easy. It's not that easy. You get an amount of money and I think mum thought that she was going to get that lump sum in her account mm-hmm. and spend it before. as she chooses. Mm. But no, no that is not, not the, the reality.
3: <laughs> it accumulates. That's right. So yes, you, you get assigned your package and your mum's on a level four. So she would have got, you know, roughly $53,000 annually is what the amount would be for a level four package. You know, level one started like 9000 and... Obviously, incrementally from there. So, Mm -hmm. um, but the government will only actually, so it's Services Australia that controls this money. So, She's been assigned this package. They create her own account with Services Australia. The fifty-three thousand dollars goes there. And then we only actually start to receive the money as we provide
2: services and mm.
3: provide goods.
2: And I think yep. the budget is it's only available. It's almost like accruing leave, isn't it? Like Absolutely. when you get you, you get like a hundred and forty dollars a day or something. That's and right. Then you start accruing per it. Week. That's
3: yeah. correct. So you can't overspend. No. There mm. has been some changes recently and I think that's probably where it gets a bit more confusing. So previously you would get more of a lump sum, not the entire amount, but you would Mm. get some more in advance. So that's all changed now. So the government's got smart and gone, well, why are we going to pay all these providers all this money? We should get the interest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. no, do
1: I'm just saying <laughs> Conspiracy theories.
3: <laughs> um, but keep it in our accounts. And then we actually pay as the services are being mm. delivered, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you, and obviously, if you want to or need to purchase a piece of equipment, you need to start saving for that. Yes. Yeah. No different to putting and, it into and a f- bank account. It, and, start okay. and the thing is, if you're yeah. at
2: that level four and you're needing high care, like you're needing care every day, that's not going to be easy it's to accrue. It's not easy to accrue. Yeah. So
3: that's right. Especially if you've got to deliver services. So you start delivering, mm. and so you're eating up all the savings. Yeah, but you actually need a hoist, for example. Yeah, and, you yeah. know. So there's
2: there's a lot of. Oh, my God, this it. is just incredible. Oh, yeah, and it's it, it's not, I'm taking cheap notes. <laughs> it yeah. not cheap either. It is not cheap either. And I think that there's a percentage of that and the way the government has it set up, which is also another thing that I needed to explain to Mum. She was like, well, why do I have to pay providers such a big fee? Can't we just manage it ourselves? Mm-hmm. I'm like, can't we? <laughs> you mean can't? I you, (laughs) but I said you know it's part of. That's what the government does to stimulate the economy. Is that you know? There's rules that it has to go through providers, and that's how the economy works, and that's how everyone gets absolutely. their jobs mm. and yeah. whatnot. But so the money they, has
3: to be controlled through a provider. You yeah. can't, as an individual, receive that money and control your own destiny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, there would be no control. Over there would be yeah. no
0: control where you can no. spend
3: and what you can spend yeah, on. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's obviously um, where that comes into place. So I think probably the the big thing over and above that is home care packages are income tested. So it's they a are. Oh. Different to Commonwealth Home Support where you don't need to worry about it. So it's really, really important, again, once you've been approved, that you speak to Services Australia, Centrelink, and actually see will I need to contribute to the mm. cost of my package. So... Because there's
2: a daily fee, isn't there? There is a daily mm. fee
3: and it varies depending on what your contribution would be. Not mm-hmm. everybody has to pay that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, typically full pensioners don't. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Part pensioners Probably have to contribute something very small, um, and then obviously if you're self-funded, that's that's another whole story. So mm. it's actually, yeah, it's really really important that you find that out while you're waiting. So as soon as you've got that approval, start having those conversations and mm. get was well, not certification, but they will confirm for you if you will need to contribute, contribute to yeah. that package. So yeah. it's a really important part because a lot of the time it's a can be a big surprise. Mm, and mm, you know, mm. they weren't expecting it. And it does it does vary. So if and it doesn't matter what level package, the contribution amount is the same. So sometimes if someone's on a level one package, the contribution outweighs the value. Wow. So so they sometimes make the decision not to take up their package and then they just pay for services privately sometimes. Mm. So it
2: just, you know, there there is that. Which as well. is what I was explaining to with mm. mum, like between the time she was assessed and could get the package, we actually well she started paying the provider for services mm-hmm. independently. Yes, so because you can do that Because she as well. needed those services. Right then. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're thinking, well, hang on, my parents may not be able to get this because of the means testing, providers can still provide that support and you just pay directly.
3: Yeah, if you're willing or can if you're afford to. Can, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Unfortunately, a, a, a lot of thing. people
2: cannot afford it. So they have and, to and wait. And the ones they they that can afford wait. it don't want <laughs> to either. <laughs> don't want to spend. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. that generation. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. they do not. And that's just frivolous. Mm-hmm. I don't need to yeah, spend that on me, right. on my yeah, health. They're not that's big ridiculous, spenders, so but I was like, Mum, this right. is what you're encouraged to save for super and stuff. It's so you have money to look after for yourself. This. this is the when reason you get why, old. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Louise, in terms of providers,
0: mm-hmm. um, are there any questions that people should be asking or like potential warning signs to be looking out for in order to provide to order to find the best provider for them?
3: Yeah. Look, I think um, I think when you're searching for a provider firstly, you mm-hmm. need to determine exactly what it is that you want from that provider because every provider is different. Mm-hmm. And not, like, yes, we all provide services, but, you know, what's their helper model like? You know, how do they match you with a helper to make sure that you're getting the right services that you need? And, you know, so there's there's a whole range of things. And I think what's really important that you do ask things about that how do you have visibility around when has someone been into the home to see mum? You know, what did they actually do during that visit? So technology, I think, should be a big part of the question that you ask. You know, you need to be asking, there's a whole range of questions that you could be asking. Well, this could be endless. But yeah, I think it's really about you being prepared
2: and yeah. what is it that you want to get out of it. How they communicate. How they communicate. Is there anything online that, that helps you with that? Um I guess My age Care, do
3: they have?
0: Well,
2: that's the thing. Well, My age
3: Care, they obviously have the comparison tool. Yeah. And then if you want to check, you know, if there's a provider that you're maybe not, it's a bit questionable, maybe you're not really sure, there's actually also the Aged Care Quality Standards that assess providers okay. and, and mm-hmm. there is a blacklist basically wow um, so you should be checking that I don't think it's called the blacklist but you know <laughs> I'm, we'll in, I'm we'll envisaging Raymond
2: Reddington coming in <laughs> <laughs> jobbing on everyone
3: but it's a it's a good place so if you get to a point where you're thinking about a particular provider and you just yeah, haven't really handy. heard of them right yeah, yeah it's probably a good yeah. place to check I would not be going mm. to a provider that you know has got. Well, definitely not. If they haven't passed the equality standards, then because you shouldn't
2: be talking to them. Right. The, the, the thing yeah. is too, like going through and looking at them all, you know, some can, like the whole marketing sense can say no fees charged and you mm-hmm. think, oh, that sounds good. But, but then you look in their charges. hourly fee and it's like $70 or $90 compared to $50. Well, so that's correct. So it's sort of saying to mum, it's like you could go on checking them all out, but really it's much for muchness.
3: And what is really important is what comes down to the way you calculate is how many hours of care in the end after can you've you paid all your fees, mm-hmm. can you actually do you actually get and receive? Mm-hmm. That is ultimately one of the key things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, someone might look really good on paper, uh, but then, you know, they've got all these hidden fees that you've gone, oh, hang yeah. on a minute, I didn't know about that. So it's really, mm-hmm. yeah, it is really hard because you're not always comparing apples for apples. And, you know, some charge a basic daily fee, whereas others don't. Some charge... There's like care managed fees and package managed fees and all mm. of these types of things. So mm. there are some things which are standard and ha- every provider have to provide. Yeah. And then you can obviously reduce those fees but keep them hidden, as you said, in your helper fees. So, mm-hmm. you know, instead of paying maybe $50 per hour, they might be charging $80 per hour. No, mm. I, I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Mm. Got so you. Worked you out, So, yeah, yeah, it's just a matter of working it all out, which is – very
2: time-consuming and confusing. It's so time-consuming. So. And I think what mm-hmm. I found best, it was actually just picking up the phone and calling some. And mm-hmm. actually being you know? able to speak to a human being. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very helpful. Yeah. It
3: is. And I think you get a good sense for the team absolutely. that you're talking to as well, how mm-hmm. knowledgeable they are. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the care that you actually get right from the beginning is really important.
0: So tell us about your role as a customer experience
3: Yeah, so... Um, um, In
0: customer experience, I mean, at Five Good
3: Friends. (laughs) I'm responsible for three areas of our business. So basically our care advisors, which is basically our our team to bring on new members. So, you know, they consult, they support through the My Age Care process and obviously sign up new members.
2: And can I just say Mm -hmm. that... Service was brilliant (coughs) because you don't understand what you need to do or should do. So to have someone jump on the line with you Mm. while you're talking to Mm -hmm. a cat and just putting that, you know, that level of expertise of what they can do and what can be done was so helpful.
3: Yeah, we we get that feedback a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing how much further you get when you're You've on the phone th- with, with somebody yeah, um, yeah. Mm. and it's it's really rewarding and obviously that's our goal we want to start that mm. process right from the beginning so that experience goes all the way through and they become a member with five good friends so that's ultimately mm. what we want to do so that's of
0: course yeah that's the, so care, that's, advisors. So that's that's that's, the care advisors that's care advisors that's one role
3: one role and then yeah. um, basically the welcome team so welcome team is the first team that you go into once you sign up with mm-hmm. five good friends and they onboard the member. So they usually stay within that team for a maximum of 30 days just to make sure we get their budgets done, we get all their services in place, Mm. all their allied health is organised. (laughs) whatever, Whatever the care needs are is all organised. And then once we're comfortable that they're stable and everything's good, we then hand them to their community in which they will be care managed so that's that's what the welcome team does, and then also the customer service team. So mm. um, basically, our customer service team is we answer calls. <coughs> sorry for um, both our members and our helpers. So team's quite large, and we we are like the first point of contact into the organisation. So I manage that as well. So it's all about our customer. Oh, not much really. No, oh, not much. Yeah. no, it's all good. I've got a fantastic team, so it does make my life. Quite easy actually. <laughs> so. so all
0: these people that you talked about within those three roles, are they all employed by five good friends or are these private yes. contractors no, that just one hundred
3: percent employed. Right. So mm. so that workforce is what we would call in our corporate organisation, and then we have our helpers. Our helpers are really at the forefront of what we do every single day, mm. and they're the ones that are in the home. Yeah, yeah, frontline. Yeah, absolutely, mm. and they are absolutely amazing. You know, like mm. without them, you don't. We don't have an organisation. Yeah, that's right. And mm. majority of those are contractors. So, and mm. um, we do have employed ones, but majority of them are contractors, and you know, they they're really there to. And I spoke about matching earlier. For yeah. us, what's really, really important is we take the personal aspect of a member and what they love and their personal, you know, attributes. Like oh, we were
2: talking before, their values. <laughs> their yeah. values. What's and, important to them. And
3: then we try and match those interests. So mm. unlike others in the market that will just send someone in yeah. every day that's and different. different people. Different people. Yeah, We try and make sure consistency is so important.
2: Yeah, that's family. really unsettling for elderly people, isn't Absolutely. it? No, it's yeah. like even for mm. yourself, having someone in your home two or three times a week, like it's great to get help, but sometimes you just want your own space as well. So, Absolutely. So mm, you've got to have someone you gel with otherwise. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that yeah. is so
3: important. That's probably why I think our model's really successful. Yeah. And it the outcomes for... The members is just so good.
1: Yeah, and
0: good.
3: That's and yes, there's always hiccups along the way because yeah. sometimes <clears throat> members, are, you know, helpers might, might have to change up. or whatever, yeah. whatever happens. Yeah. But it's about making sure we continue
2: to find that perfect match, and yeah. um,
3: it is really successful if mm. you if you do that for the members' well being, which is what's most important.
2: Louise, Absolutely. Is there any other advice or anything that you think we might have missed that you really want to make sure that people know moving forward? You know, we have really covered the basis of mm, mm-hmm. just
3: getting in there mm. as quickly as possible and starting the process. Don't leave it too long and yeah, wait. That to the would, last I think that minute. that
2: would be one of the key things I, I yeah, would say. If, yeah, to me, that's getting the towards message. your late sixties, <laughs> whatever, just get in that system. Yeah, yeah, it's get in
3: the system. It doesn't matter where you are. That's the that's the most important advice I give to anyone. And I say it to everybody that I meet on the street and, you know, at parties or wherever I am is just do it. Like mm. don't don't mm. wait for that time to be too late. And mm. I honestly think that's the biggest message we have
2: to take yeah. from here. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think what really ha- helped me with this process is we kind of did it as a family. I have my brother and I and mum. You know, we kind of went through the journey supporting each other rather than, you know, one person trying to instigate it, one person fighting against it, or whatnot. I mm-hmm. think that, that kind of support and being on the same page is it makes really a big difference. Good. I think, yeah,
3: yeah. So I think it is important to understand where everybody is at if you have a mm. large family, and mm. ensure that you do have who's going to be the lead in some yeah, respects. Yeah. You need to make sure that there is some.
0: I've Definitely. heard that before, Louise, just about uh just in lots of different areas with aging parents, that it's really helpful for families to have a leader, someone that kinda takes charge. Yeah. And even if they delegate a few roles and start, you know, start the ball rolling rather than just all sitting around chatting yeah. about it and nothing yeah. getting done.
3: And it is interesting because sometimes we find that, you know, someone might be the enduring power of attorney, mm-hmm. but then they're not the person that is registered with My Aged Care on behalf of them. So that becomes this real conflict because then if it gets to the pointy end and there's, you know, decisions that need to be made, there's actually real conflict. And
2: even being on Centrelink, like I was... On my age care and power of attorney, but then I want to on Centrelink. So i yeah. tell mm. so so you it's what is really helpful is learning how to merge calls on your iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. once you're through to the people, you don't want to hang up and call back. Them. You just say, can you please hold? I'll just get mum on the phone and merge so then she can give 100% the yeah. approval. Yeah. I'm just
0: sitting here thinking that that model that you talked about in 2024, <laughs> the simplified <laughs> model, Well, I'd bring, bring it, it on. I hope yeah. that happens hope, because. It's going to be more yeah. simplified, yeah.
2: Like, it, I think mm. the other important thing is which I continually have to pull myself up and remind myself is that this is my mum's life, yeah. And as much as it makes me feel more comfortable, or our family feel more comfortable, to have her in it, maybe a smaller place or somewhere where she's cared for and whatnot. That might not be the way she wants to no, live and no. who am I to tell her that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, think but, I mean our fear is that she will have an accident yeah. but yet she knows that that's a possibility. So if that's the choice she wants to make... And you don't I want might, to. You,
0: you would hate to put her into some sort of facility, for example, and watch her deteriorate rapidly well, because of that. And, and I think. You know
3: what? There's an amazing statistic out there. I know I'm going to get this wrong. Mm-hmm. No, let me get this just right. Sorry, just <laughs>
2: to, what we normally do <laughs> is just, just to, really kind of deliver it with some sort <laughs> of <laughs> confidence me. and they'll believe anything. No, <laughs> no, no, just no, kidding, 50th tribe, we <laughs> don't everything. No, for
3: every extra hour of care that somebody gets in their home, so this would be over and above the standard. Maybe two hours, it keeps them out of residential aged care up to 6%.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wow. So
3: it is so important that you keep them in their home and you try and keep them out of those facilities. Unless there's
2: absolutely no no,
3: other
0: solution. That's that's right. And I mean, some
2: people love the lifestyle, villages and and whatnot. But, you know, I think we're talking about the high care. Oh, the high care. We're not talking
3: about, you know, you can live in a village and have an amazing life. You downsize, you've got, you know, you're... Friday social night,
2: drinks Friday night every night happy yeah, hour happy
3: <laughs> yeah, hour yeah absolutely no that that is that's different yeah, because totally yeah. Different. When you are going to residential aged care or rack yeah. yeah can be quite sad yeah absolutely well, yeah, thank you so. so
2: much it was yeah. such I mean I wish I had have spoken to you a few years ago but anyway oh, I'm well. there now um, the other question that we always wrap up with and um, you look far. Much younger than you actually are. (laughs) Louise is heading towards 50 50 but but nowhere near it yet. But drawing on the wisdom you've gained as you've aged, what advice would you give your 20-ish-year-old self?
3: Ah, look, I think... Live life to the fullest. Never mm. ever stop living life because you don't know what's around the corner. And, so true. Mm. Um I've always done that, actually. I've Good never girl. I, I don't think I've actually never not lived. But I think, you know, in context of what we've been talking about today, you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so true. to your family, to your friends, you know, cherish that time. And your yeah. own
2: health. Yeah.
3: Your own health. So cherish that time with your mum when she's telling you at twenty, you know, mm. can we go shopping? No, hey, Mum, I don't want to go shopping. Oh, I no. wish yeah. you know, make sure you don't. Yeah, yeah. I Cherish
2: those moments. I know. It's really now, important. I'm like, Mum, can, <laughs> how about I come up and we'll go to a movie or something? She's like, no, I'd prefer you to do some jobs. I'm like, can, <laughs> can you just get the jobs done? I just want to go to the movies with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: Times absolutely. have changed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. The carers
2: can do that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And so hopefully, can do the movies. Although I think she's a bit of a control freak, so <laughs> and she likes to know exactly where everything is. So she doesn't want anyone throwing any stuff out while she's not there.
0: Mm-mm. Wasn't that that mm. visibility that you were talking yeah, about? So, absolutely. you know, like, if things
2: were, you know, getting thrown out. They'd be accountable for that. She has been known to get them out of the wheelie bin, let me tell you. The families
0: families (laughs) are worst at it. Except my mum, who's a... Dead set minimalist, but yeah, I know. I don't. I think she's the exception rather than I the rule so. So at that, that generation, generation. She's eighty one on Monday. Oh wow! She's still going at a thousand miles an hour. So this whole conversation about having a conversation early, I'm thinking, oh my oh, god, you know, it's m- hard. It's so, when they when they're you know, no medication, like fabulous health, no reading glasses, looks after her great grandchildren. Wow. Oh, she's remarkable. Yeah. So, how do I sa- start saying, right, Mum? We need to start talking about your your aged care plan, mind you. She's she is open minded, but she's, she's probably
3: not... already thought about this herself. You know, sometimes people like that are just yeah. Lying. No, I've no. They've said
0: we're leaving this house in a, in a box. Yeah. So I've had that.
3: Yeah. That's all I've got so okay. far. So. Okay. <laughs>
0: where I go with that I don't know but I've learned a lot today which has been amazing so thank you so that's it from us today we've popped a link to five good friends in our show notes so if you want to access this fantastic organisation just click on the link you can follow us on Instagram at don't give a 50 and you can email us at hello at don't give a 50 dot com dot au keep those reviews coming in remember our gorgeous 50 issues life is for living don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living is an absolute privilege and being awesome Awesome is our right. Thanks. Tip for the day be kind to
2: your mother. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be us one day. Thanks. Yeah, hard to imagine, so but it is.
0: Yeah. yeah, it will be. Thanks, Thanks Louise. Thank you so Thanks much, you. Louise. Thank you. Yeah.
2: blackness but <laughs> you know I'm, I'm envisaging we'll Raymond Breddington coming <laughs> in. <laughs>